Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Welcome in. It is the Wendy's Big Show, served up hot and fresh, live from the Gene Wagner Plumbing Studios. All of your plumbing needs, go to GeneWagnerPlumbing.com. All right, so coming up on today's show, he returns. Oh, he returns. Gary Wolfel will join us in one half hour. Gary Wolfel. Wolfelspressbox.com will join us in one half hour to talk about the Milwaukee Bucks, talk about the NBA playoffs, get his assessment of what he thinks of the Milwaukee Bucks. It's been a while since we've talked with Gary, so he'll join us one half hour from right now uh, here on Sparky's Midday Madness. Of course, Rami Makhlouf and the Rami Show comes up uh, at 3 o'clock this afternoon, so you want to stay tuned for that. Bart Winkler sitting in studio with Rami for a half hour today from 4 until 4.30 uh, so if you like Bart and Rami together, I know many of you do. Uh, you won't want to miss that coming up from 4 to 4.30. I want to talk about the Milwaukee Brewers, who we really didn't get a, uh, much of a chance to get into talking about uh, during the Wendy's big show as the Brewers look to extend their winning streak to six games tonight with Eric Lauer on the hill uh, for the crew as they get ready to take uh, end their two-game set against the Tigers tonight at American Family Fields. They come in with a five-game winning streak, winners of eight of their last ten just a game and a half behind the Chicago Cubs, who destroyed the San Diego Padres yesterday. They get Anthony Rizzo back tonight, uh, back at first base, who they've been out with uh, for several games. Cardinals, a half game back of the Cubs at 30-24. and 24. And then there are the Brewers at 29-25. and 25. And then it's the Reds, five and a half back. The Pirates, as expected, in dead last. No real shocker there at this point. Uh, 10 games out of first place behind the Chicago Cubs. And the question is real simple, right? How impressed are you with the Brewers being four games over 500, considering everything that has happened this year? Considering at one point you had 16, 17 guys on the injury list. Considering a bunch of you wanted Andy Haynes fired as the hitting coach of this Brewers baseball team as their offense has struggled to score runs throughout the year. Even with all of that, there's still four games over and just a game and a half out of Central. And you lost Corbin Burns for a while. He was out because of the the health and safety concerns or whatever deal. 
So he was out for a while. Devin Williams hasn't pitched nearly as dominantly as he pitched last year. Struggled mightily at the beginning of the year as he was trying to shake off some rust at the beginning of the season. You overcame that. Keston Hira, horrible. Don't even know any other way to phrase that other than he's just been horrible. Stunk hitting all, all for the first month of the season, month and a half. They set him down in AAA, tears the cover off the ball. Just going crazy. And I'm all excited as a Keston Hira fan. Oh, man, finally, he's hitting the ball again. Here we go, Brewers. Bring him back up. Up comes Keston Hira. Back to first base he goes, and he doesn't look any different than he looked the last time we saw Keston Hira. So he has not performed well. Christian Yelich, non-existent as he's been battling back issues. So he hasn't been a factor in all of this. Lorenzo Cain can't stay healthy. He's back on the IL again. Avi Garcia started out hot. He went stone cold. And now has started to pick up the pace again here in the last month. So that that's a positive, I guess. Jackie Bradley Jr. has been god-awful at the plate. Think about all the things that have went wrong for this Brewers team. Like, all the bad things that have occurred. And you're still 29 and 25, folks. 29 and 25. Do you want to talk about winning the division? That's fair. Do you want to talk about winning the NL? I think that's fair, too. I think all of it is up for conversation because if you have overcome everything that I just said and are a game and a half out of first place and four games over 500, riding a five-game winning streak and winners of eight of 10 with everything you've gone through, that's really, really impressive in my mind. Really impressive. Now, how impressive is it to you? We're going to find out. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us. Uh, 1250 AM, the fan. Let's go to Nate on the north side. You're up first on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's going on, Nate? How you doing? Uh, Tim had this sort of a question yesterday. What was he asking yesterday at the postgame show? Basically, well, he was like, what type of grade would you give him? Oh. Sort of like that. Yep. I give him like a CC plus um, because I am happy that they're four games over 500. um, But some of this pitching that we have has been stellar. And we haven't been able to um, have even been able to take advantage of it. Corbin Burns is—I don't even think he's uh, positive with his win-loss because of some of the starts that we haven't been able to take advantage of. So I'm being a little bit hard on him because I expect them to be a little bit more better than what they were, even with the injuries, um, due to the fact that the pitching is just stellar. So, uh, that's so you I give him an—you give him a C then. Yeah, CC plus. All right, Nate. Thanks for the call. I didn't hear Tim do that, um, and I, I'll talk to Rami more about this whole Cubs experience that I had yesterday. Went down to Wrigley Field, saw a Cubs game. I haven't been down to Wrigley since before they redid everything uh, in that area uh, of Wrigley, and since they redid the stadium. So I have thoughts on all of that. We'll do that coming up uh, about two forty-five or so with Rami when he comes in here. But so I, I didn't. I didn't get a chance to really hear the post-game show. But, uh, having said that, I, I don't know how Tim answered that question uh, as far as what letter grade he would give them. You're hitting F. Right? F. Uh, you're starting pitching? I'd say pretty close to an A. Uh, three of your five guys could be considered in the Cy Young conversation at this point. So, 
I don't know how that's not close to an A, if not an A at this point. Uh, your bullpen, uh, B to C, somewhere in that area, probably a B, right? For the bullpen, probably a B at this point. End result? A! I mean, health, that, that's been an F. You've had all kinds of health injuries. How, how can you not give the end result, which is four games over 500 after that win yesterday, in A to overcome all of that? And we haven't even gotten into talking about what the future schedule holds for this Brewers baseball team. We'll do that coming up in the next segment. But again, if you just look at this, they're 13 and 14 at home, 16 and 11 on the road. If you're going to tell me with everything I said that, oh yeah, it makes sense that they'd be four games over. I'll tell you something. If I told me what I told you with everything that go would happen, and I would have then said, oh, they'll probably be 13, 14, 15 games under 500. Might have the same record as a Pirates at 20 and 33. If you, I would have told you everything that's went wrong for the first two months of the season in spring training, you more than likely would have said, we'll be in last place. We're going to be in last place. We can't hit. The roster is completely shattered and hurt. Devin Williams isn't the same in front of Josh Hader, so that's going to present big problems. There's just no... Freddie Peralta was a question mark coming in. Nobody knew what that dude was going to be like in the rotation. I think most of us were fairly certain that Burns and Woodruff were going to be good. Brett Anderson? Brett Anderson. Adrian Hauser? Fine. Hauser, fine. I don't think anybody was concerned about either one of those two necessarily, but Peralta was a big question mark. Could he be... That guy, and he has looked to be that guy, you know, going seven innings or whatever in that doubleheader the other day, uh, and being pretty much dominant. I mean, he was the guy on that day and has shown to be that guy numerous times throughout the season to this point. Plucker, I'm, I want to ask, I want to ask Dan Plucker this because I'm curious. Dan Plucker is a big baseball guy, as we all know, he's going to the game tonight, Brewers and Tigers. With everything that's gone wrong, how impressed are you by them being four games over 500 in a game and a half out of the division? I'm very impressed. And I, last week when I hosted a post-game show, I was harping on the team a little bit because they played the Padres on Monday. Yep. And the Padres often struggled, and the next day they came back and completely changed the way that they were playing the game. They were stealing bases. They were being more Approach change. Yeah. Exactly. And I've seen that happen a little bit from the Brewers, especially in late-inning situations. They're, I think they have had a self-realization that what they were doing was not working. And even if it's just a small confidence boost for a guy in a late-inning situation with a guy on third instead of on second with one out. You mean moving a runner over? Moving a runner no. over. No. Yes. That's I, against analytics. It's against analytics, and Rami Makhlouf, is, if oh, he's listening, oh, is probably – fuming right now because he's going to say, well, it was a hit either way and they were going to score from second base, yada, yada, yada. And in both of those instances, yes, that's the case. But if I'm going up there, my approach at the plate with a guy on second and no outs is a way different than a guy on third with one out. And and statistics be damned a little bit here in this situation because it's it's about a, a player's mentality. You can't quantify a player's mentality. And the thought of I literally just have to hit this to the outfield grass and we're scoring and going home as yep. the winners is a lot different than it takes a lot of pressure off. It, you. it does. It does. Sure. does. And, and sure. Is that, is it going to work out every time? Absolutely not. But this team 
is constructed for success. Yep. They 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 have talented hitters. Everybody, when Willie Adamas trade happened, I was one of the few people here in this building that was excited about Willie no, Adamas. I wasn't. So many people were were ridiculing the Brewers for that deal. And and so far, they're eight and three since he's gotten yep. here. It was a kick in and the he's butt hit for the well. offense. And Willie Adamas, his numbers have gone up from one ninety seven to two twenty two. He's I hit believe. it like three thirty three as a brewer. Exactly. So his numbers have been very good so far since he's been joining. Since he joined Milwaukee, yep. you you have to be excited about the offensive talent that they have on this team that isn't producing yet, but that they have just so much more room to grow. This team could contend for a World Series. I agree. If if everything clicks with their hitting. There is a big decision looming at some point possibly here as far as Keston Hira and first base. Yep. And really, how long do you give this to play itself out before you try to find another solution? And you probably say, well, what's the other solution and how much are we going to have to give up? Well, the other solution may not cost you anything as far as players or anything of the sort. It's just a matter of maybe doing a little convincing. And I was having this conversation on Twitter this morning about this scenario. I'll tell you what it is. Plus, we'll look ahead to the uh, rest of the schedule here for the next couple of weeks for the Brewers. I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised with what I have to tell you straight ahead here on Sparky's Midday Madness. Gary Wolfel joins us in about 20 minutes. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sparky's Midday Madness, uh, 12.50 a.m. The Fan, Gary Wolfel, WolfelsPressBox.com. Uh, Joins us coming up in the next segment. Tell your friends, tell your family members. Gary Wolfel back on The Fan coming up in the next segment, talking about the Bucks and the NBA playoffs. So asking you, how impressed are you by the Bucks being four games over 500 at this point, considering everything, considering all the guys they've missed on the IL for various reasons, considering Yelich has been a non-factor, Considering Lorenzo Cain has been on and off the IL. Considering Jackie Bradley Jr. hasn't hit at all. Considering Castanera hasn't hit at all. He's been back and forth to AAA at this point. 
considering Devin Williams isn't the same Devin Williams as he was last year, considering everything that's literally went wrong with this team, they're on their third starting shortstop, for God's sakes. It's June 1st, guys. They're on their third starting shortstop. It's June 1st. Arcia was here at the beginning of the year. Gone. Urias, who they had all these hopes for, no longer. Now he's rotating in a third. Travis Shaw, who they thought they had fixed or was right again, and I'm guilty as charged. I thought he was fixed too. He's not fixed. He's not any good either anymore. So he hasn't worked out. I think it's just a matter of time before he's moved on uh, from with the Milwaukee Brewers. Seriously. Literally. Here's what went right. Corbin Burns went right. Okay. Brandon Woodruff has gone right. Freddie Peralta, Josh Hader. That's what's went right. I think you could argue J.P. Fireisen was going right. He's gone. They traded him for Adamas. You could say, well, Adamas has gone right, but he just got here. He hasn't been here that long, but he's gone right. He's helped to trigger this little eight of the last ten uh, since he has shown up. So you could say, well, Adamas has gone right. Who else? Colton Wong? Yeah, probably about expected. He missed some time. Uh, third base has been a disaster. First base is a disaster. Shortstop was a disaster. Uh, catcher at one point, we were on, what, our fifth catcher at one point for the Brewers because of injuries? Narvaez has performed over expectations, I guess you could say. Outfield, Javi Garcia has been up and down, but it's been really good for the last month. Come on. I just don't understand. And wait till you hear the schedule. I'm telling you, if you're not impressed now, you think about how good this record is going to be here after I tell you what's coming up. Now let's go to where we go in here. Joe in Oconomowoc, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. Sparky, how are you doing today? Good, Joe. Really good. Just on my way to work. I just thought I would drop a little tidbit. Uh, you know, you you and I have been watching the Brewers for God knows how long. Sure. Um, the farm system, do you remember, like, when we would always, like, get these pitchers and we could never develop them? Yep. But we could always get hitting? Isn't it like kind of like the exact opposite now, like yep. where we can seem to develop the pitchers, but we can't develop hitting? It's like we're in a twilight zone. Yeah, I would agree with you on that. That is exactly what it feels like uh, for sure at this point uh, yeah, from a Brewer I, fan perspective. You don't have those stud hitters necessarily right now. Absolutely. I'm I'm thoroughly impressed with the job that this team has done, especially considering all the stars that we're missing. So. Yeah, it's, it's very impressive at this point. Now, wait to hear the schedule that's coming up. It gets even more impressive. Thanks for the call. One guy that you can take a look at who went off over the weekend, Joe Gray Jr. He's an outfielder that they drafted uh, out of high school in 2018, the second round. He's 21. Uh, he's already got seven homers uh, on the year. Uh, go check out his numbers. He might be something to, to look at going forward here. He had a big weekend uh, over the weekend. Okay, so. I don't know, Plug. Have you looked at the Brewer schedule at all, uh, going forward here at all? No answer. I'm guessing he hasn't. Okay, so here, here it is: the Detroit Tigers uh, coming up uh, tonight. Then uh, they're off tomorrow. Okay, Wednesday day off. Very weird, but either way, Wednesday day off. Then Thursday through Sunday, home against the D-backs. Not good. The, meaning the D-backs aren't good. Then off on Monday the 7th. Then in Cincinnati for three. They're not very good. Then home against the Pirates for three. Home against the Reds for three. All not good teams. Then at the Rockies for four. They're not very good. At the D-backs for three. Not very good. Now again, West Coast means you know results may vary because West Coast trips. Home against Colorado for three. Before you face a legit winning team again, it's June 28th, a Monday home against the Cubs. 
That's the next time you face a real team is June 28th. They're four over right now. I mean, how many games even is that? That's four, seven, 10, 13, 17, 20, 23, 24. 24 games they have between now and that Cubs game. They could very well go, what? Uh, 20 and 14? No, that's not right. Do math on the air. 14 and 10 would be four over. That would put you at eight over through 24 games, something like that. I mean, they could go 18 and six. I don't think that's far out of the realm of possibility. They go 18 and six in that 24 game stint. And now all of a sudden, you're looking at the standings and you're like, holy crap, there's 16 games over 500 and getting ready to make a run here as we get towards the All Star break. Am I crazy there, Plucker? No, definitely not. If there's a month that the Brewers are going to strike early in the season, this is the month. And those two red series, those six games are going to be the best indicators, in my opinion. Um, and Burns will pitch in both, likely, uh, if especially because I think. Uh, in that Pirates series in between. So it's at Cincinnati, home against Pittsburgh, home against Cincinnati. Right. Uh, I think they should do a bullpen day one of those days so that they can get another burn start against Cincinnati because that's going to be the team that's kind of in that same Brewers realm where you know the Cardinals are the favorites right now and then the Reds, Cubs, and Brewers are all kind of fighting for that second second spot and could all eventually wind up being in first place by year's end. So those divisional matchups against some of the better opponents are going to be the most important. If you can throw your best arms out there for those games, that's going to be huge. They won two of three against uh, Cincinnati a couple weeks back, and I'm looking forward to those yeah, two you series. Don't, They're going to be huge. You don't even have to do a bullpen day. I'm looking at ESPN, and they have the rotation matchups already kind of set here. Burns will pitch the first game in the Cincy series. Uh, and then it's Lauer-Hauser in that Cincy series. Then Pittsburgh would be Anderson-Peralta-Woodruff. And then Burns would pitch the first game again at home against Cincinnati uh, in that next series. So, But but again, the way it sets up, it's going to be the same three pitchers in both series uh, based on what I'm seeing here. So it could very well end up being uh, Burns, Lauer, and Hauser again uh, in that series again. Yeah, potentially. Uh, but something to know, too, is like you were talking about, it's a West Coast trip, and June 8th to the 23rd, they don't have a day off. That's 15 days in a row True. of baseball games. And yep. most of them... Uh, and it ends on a on West Coast trip. Right. Exactly. So that's it's even though they aren't good teams, that many games in a row is brutal for any baseball team. So it's not going to be just this super easy path. The game of baseball isn't as predictable as we would like it to seem a lot of the time, but it is a very favorable schedule for them in the month of June and they have to take advantage of it. You know, the the other thing uh, about this too, and when we look at this schedule, obviously is health. That's part of it. The other part of it is how good is Christian or is Christian Yelich and Kesson Hero going to be this month? Really? I mean, that that's what it comes down to. And I hinted at it before the break about, you know, Keston here at first base and how long do you go with Keston Hira? It's June 1st now. And when we talked to the, in April about when do you make changes and move on from guys or decide to change things, I, my, my date has always been June 1st. Once you're through two months, that's probably a good indicator of kind of where things are probably headed for the rest of the year. More than likely. And there's exceptions to everything, but more than likely that's where it's, it's probably going to be headed. 
Guy on Twitter was tweeting at me, Mark, I believe, was tweeting at me this morning about Ryan Braun. Bringing Braun back, putting Braun at first base, and letting Ryan Braun play. And my response was, okay, fine. I'm fine with that. But you have to be willing to be done with Keston Hira then. And done meaning to Keston Hira, hey, buddy, uh, you know, you'll be on the bench, pinch hit, play a couple days a week, but that's going to be about it. Like, you're you're not playing every day anymore, and you're going to sit behind this guy that's been retired for the last six months, and he's going to come in and take your job. How you feel? Now, it probably makes you feel better because it's Ryan Braun and there's a relationship there. I don't know if it's a good one or a bad one between Keston Hira and Ryan Braun. I would assume it's fine. But how do, how would a Keston Hira react to that? Or do you go to the extreme and move Keston Hira in a deal to maybe get a third baseman to help you out to opposite of Ryan Braun, right? So if you add Ryan Braun at first base and then you're able to move a Keston Hira and a couple other players to bring you back a starting third baseman, that lineup looks completely different then, right? If you get, uh, say, and I'm just spitballing here, but let's say you get a Chris Bryant and you add Ryan Braun. Those are the two guys you add uh, on, on the corner at the trade deadline and through bringing off retirement. And now all of a sudden in that lineup, you know, Yelich is in the middle, Braun's in the middle, Chris Bryant's in the middle. You still have Javi Garcia you still have Low Kane. You still have Jackie Bradley Jr. Like your outfield doesn't get touched at all. You still have Adamas at short. You still have Wong at second. And then Bryant at third. Narvaez at catcher. How much better offensively is this baseball team if Braun and Bryant are added to this lineup? And Bryant's a free agent at the end of the year. And he's a hitter. So, yes, it's going to cost you because you're going to have to rent him to a certain degree, but it's going to be a heck of a lot cheaper to rent Chris Bryant than it is to go out and get a Zach Greinke or somebody like that who's got years left on his deal and it's super expensive and getting older by the day. And instead, you go get a guy who's in a contract year looking to make one last push to get paid big. I think that makes sense from a burst perspective. But again, are you willing to move on from a Keston Hira and do the Cubs even think or any other baseball team around baseball think that Keston Hira is still the hitter they thought he was coming out in the amateur draft a few years back? Do they think they can fix Keston Hira to the way he was his first year when he came up and hit the tar out of the ball? What kind of value will Keston Hira have on the trade market across Major League Baseball? That really becomes the bigger question. If he still has significant trade value, and then you can package him with a couple other players, okay. Makes sense. But that's really where this Brewers team is right now. They need a first baseman and a third baseman to kind of really put them over the top and make them a no-brainer team when you start talking about competing for a World Series, competing to win the National League. That's where they are. They're probably two sticks away. Two legitimate bats from being in that conversation. They have the pitching. The pitching is good enough to be there at the end, like Plucker said. It's just a matter of adding a couple of bats or having a Yelich get back to MVP form, which may be a long shot, or having Keston here get back to hitting like he was hitting a couple years ago. Again, might be another long shot. Both super talented, but both have been in a funk now for a while. 
Both were in a funk in the bubble, and Yelich can't stay healthy. And now he's battling a bad back. And as we've talked about, when it comes to back issues, that is not fun. Mike Southside, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness before we get to Gary Wolfel coming up in the next segment. I'll be quick then, Spark. You know, I don't think Brown will be back. It's just my prediction. I, I don't know if he will or not. I have no idea. But I, I think if Bone had moved, they should have kept Aces. He had a little dry spell. They got rid of him. Kirsten here gets a dry spell. They will not give up on that guy. I mean, he could go all for 50. They're going to keep. Now, my other point was, God, I get so frustrated. Okay. I don't believe in scheduling. They got swept by Kansas City. A bad team. Yeah. Okay? Yep. When you turn the game on after a nap, and it's the seventh or fifth inning, and there's no runs on the board for the Brewers, uh, I don't care what team they're playing. They got to score runs. They need someone. And I'll let you go with this. They got to get someone. I don't know how you do it. Then get some runs. Thanks, Mark. Right. They got to get bats. I mean, I, that's just what it is. You got to get a bat or two. I think they need two. I think they need a first baseman and a third baseman. Easier said than done. But Braun wouldn't cost you anything other than, obviously, salary. Wouldn't cost you draft picks. Not draft picks. Wouldn't cost you, uh, you know, prospects. Wouldn't cost you players off the major league level. Wouldn't have to give up pitching. So that would be the easiest way to go to fix one position. Then the other position at third, you would have to make a trade for. Like, there's no other solution to that. You would have to make a trade in order to get that position filled. Either way, very, very impressive that this team is four games over 500, considering everything that's went wrong. Young Express, again, we talk about so much, is continuing to grow. Would you like to be a part of a Christian-based family-run company? A company that's been in business for over 30 years. Of course you would. They're currently looking after their sales department. Here's what Young Express is looking for. Willing to prospect new business via phone, email, and social selling. Reliable transportation. Outside sales experience in the transportation industry is preferred. Excellent written, oral, and face-to-face communication skills are essential. Closing and follow-up skills are a must. Now, what can you expect if they get if you get hired to be a salesperson for Young Express? No salary plus commissions, bonuses, and contests. Existing book of business from day one. Expense account with generous mileage reimbursement. Health insurance, 401k with up to 3% company match. And profit sharing. Plus, cell phone, tablet, and all sales and promotional materials provided to you by Young Express. Email your resume today to jyoung at youngexpress.com or apply at youngexpress.com. That's J-U-N-G express.com. Young Express. Success. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And 
sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome back. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fan joining us now on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline making his long-awaited return. He is Gary Wolfe from WolfelsPressBox.com. Gary Wolfel, how are you, my friend? I am uh, doing well, and how are you now that you are an old-timer? You really aren't 50, are you? No, 45, man, 45. You know, I mean, again, fake news, you know, was going all over that you were 50. Yeah, definitely not 50. <laughs> no, thank you for everybody that thought I was 50, though. That That's okay, though. Uh, yeah, so uh, 45, and uh, you feel like it. Uh, okay, so uh, you feel like it wait till you get to sixty, buddy. No, I don't. Oh God! Uh, all right, let's talk about this Bucks basketball team here. I, I want to get your thoughts uh, on that series uh, against the Miami Heat uh, and, and what you took away from it, and whether or not you have any more optimism that they can uh, beat the Brooklyn Nets. Well, I, I do have more optimism that they can uh, beat the Brooklyn Nets, and. I guess my biggest takeaway, though, is what happened to the Heat. I mean, a year ago, you know, they go to the finals, and, uh, you know, Jimmy Butler was telling everybody all all season that they're going back to the finals, they're going to win. And uh, he did a disappearing act against the Bucks. I mean, have you ever seen Butler worse than what he was over a four-game stretch like that? No, there's a couple of things here, right? So Leroy uh, on the big show today said that he thinks Butler is still dinged up and hurt. I think that's probably part of it. I think the other part of it is that last year, because Budenholzer was stubborn uh, and wouldn't let Giannis really guard him to the very end, if they would have let Giannis guard him last year, I think that Jimmy Butler would at least have been slowed down more than he was last year. I think that was a, a big indicator uh, to me as far as what happened to Jimmy Butler. And again, you've got some other guys defensively here that, you know, the Drew Holidays, the P.J. Tuckers, uh, as Gary Ellerson pointed out on the big show, that allow you to do different stuff defensively that maybe you weren't able to do last year. Yeah, yeah, it is probably a combination of things. But, you know, going into that series, uh, I was convinced that would go six, seven games. It would be a tight series. And it was because of Butler. And 
the confidence the Heat had, you know, beating the Bucks last year. And But after the first game, and I saw the body language on Jimmy Butler, and I go, okay, I'll give him one more game. Because he is, without a doubt, the undisputed leader of that team. Yes. And I thought, okay, game two, he's going to come back with a vengeance, be more aggressive. And he was passive. It was like he was on another planet. Game three was really the only game where you really saw something out of him a little bit. Yes, yes. And at that stage, it was too late. Yep. I mean, you can't get down, you know, 0-2 to the Bucks and expect to come back. Unless you're the Raptors. You beat me to the punch. But <laughs> but this is a different team than that than those teams, obviously. And Drew Holiday is the biggest deciding difference probably right now for this Bucks team. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, you know, they, they decided to add a better player for Bledsoe, which, you know, we've been saying for the last couple of years. Uh, you know, they, there's a reason why the Bucks are trying to trade Bledsoe, and they finally did. Uh, Holiday's a quality player. I mean, he plays both ends of the floor, as you well know, and uh, he's got a maturity to him and certainly a plus. But on the, on the flip side, you, you lose some of your depth, and uh, now that depth is even more depleted, you know, with the uh, loss of Diva Senzo. So, well, we'll see how that pans out, you know, against a uh, very good New York, uh, Brooklyn Nets team. What about this Bucks? going to call them the New York Nets yeah. with Dr. J. Yeah, yeah no, it's definitely not. <laughs> the other thing about this is the bench, right? Uh, Forbes shot really well. Now there's no guarantee he'll shoot this well in the next series. He's as streaky as they come. But then you mm-hmm. take Bobby Portis and P.J. Tucker, uh, and what they're able to provide you is something that you weren't able necessarily to get out of the bench last year. No, I mean, Portis was a godsend. I, I don't think anybody saw this coming with Portis and the problem is with Portis, you know, he's got a player option. And, you know, the way he's playing, you know, it's great for the Bucks. You know, I mean, they're benefiting from his uh, strong performances. The, the flip side, though, is Bobby Portis becomes a free agent this summer and he adds the Bucks, you know, being able to match anybody else, you know, $78, 9000000 million for him, you know, are pretty much uh, slim to none. Well, you got to take advantage of it while you have them, obviously, then at this point. What about the difference, too, in Budenholzer this year as far as, well, I mean, you can even just look at first, second half. Uh, really here in the second half of the season and really in this last series, you're seeing him let Brooke Lopez really play closer to the rim uh, and, and play in the post. And that's something that was his strong suit prior to getting to Budenholzer. Uh, and then Boonholzer gets Brooke Lopez and says, okay, you're going to start shooting threes now. Forget all that post stuff that's made you so successful. Uh, and now here, finally this year, you're starting to see that change again. And Middleton taking more mid-range jump shots than he did in the first two years. Yeah, no, those are all uh, valid assessments. You know, I, I think with Lopez, the idea was to get him away from the basket to let Giannis take take over. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. Not to, not to draw another player over to him. So, I, I mean, I can... To see why Budenholzer was reluctant to play him, you know, very, very much down on the low post, but uh, he's effective. I mean, let's face it, the NBA uh, doesn't have a, uh, a an abundance of great centers. So, you know, if you broke it down, what Brook Lopez is probably what one of the top ten centers in the game. Um, and it's not like you know Brook Lopez is going to the Hall of Fame, but you know he's a pretty solid player. The other thing that I wanted to. Uh go past you with here is as you get into this series against the Nets. Now again, that series isn't over Nets Celtics, but it's over. So that's over. over. So this, you know what though, Steve, I I don't want to interrupt you, but you know, Jeff Green is out, right? Yep. 
And I was talking to an NBA executive uh, this afternoon, and we both agreed. Yeah, you know how you tank during the regular season? Yep. If, if I'm the Nets, I lose, lose tonight. And you'll say, why do you want to lose? Well, you want to give Jeff Green more time to come back. And uh, I'll tell you what, Jeff Green is a very good player. He, everybody focuses. But they're not going to play until Monday anyhow, right? If they I, win I tonight, I think that game is on Monday. He's still going to have plenty of time. I don't know about that. Um, you know, but the point is, you know, if, if, if you're assured of that, yeah, you know, win tonight, but if you know, Jeff Green's not coming back for a week or two, I, I let this thing drag out. Cause I, I want Jeff Green against the Bucks. I just want to get it done as soon as possible. I, I don't, if I'm them, I want to end it. I want Kyrie Harden and Durant to get a couple more practices together, playing together, work on some stuff before the next round of the playoffs. Now, you could say, well, you can get that same thing in the game. Maybe, but I'd prefer to to have the rest and relaxation for my star players, who all three of them haven't played together very much this year for different reasons. Kyrie, because, well, he's Kyrie. And and then, you know, Durant has been... Exactly. Right, Durant's been banged up and hurt. Harden had his injury problems as well. So you want to keep them as healthy as possible. And if you don't have to play games here for a few days, I think that's good uh, for the Brooklyn Nets. But having said that, this next round... Is Boonholzer against Nash uh, and D'Antoni, and I'm going to put D'Antoni into every conversation because I think he really is the kind of the one kind of running things, right? I, I totally agree. Okay, yep, absolutely. So you look at this situation here, well, D'Antoni in his time in Phoenix, he never uh, some guy that believed in playing defense. Clear as day, this team doesn't believe in playing defense either. So it really comes down to: Do they have enough firepower, the Bucks, to beat the Nets in a seven-game series? Because in my opinion, I said earlier on the big show, I think for the Nets, if they're not going to play any defense and just let you know these guys go, I think it's going to come down to how much Joe Harris can score night in and night out for the Nets, whether or not they can win these games. Oh, I, I, I don't, I totally concur. You know, you brought up Kyrie's name. I mean, if anybody could mess this up for the Nets, it's Kyrie, right? I mean, remember a couple of years ago when the Bucks played the Celtics in the second round. And, and the Celtics had a pretty good team, and, and Kyrie was an absolute disaster. I mean, he imploded. And I'm thinking, if, if the Bucks have any chance to beat the Nets, Kyrie's got to implode, and he's very capable of doing that. Yeah, I think he does. He is very capable of imploding. I don't think there's any question about that. Boonholzer, I think, has represented himself well. There was that report out that Boonholzer may be in trouble if he gets knocked out uh, in the first couple of rounds. Well, the second round is going to be the Nets, who I think are probably the odds-on favorite to win the whole thing at this point. Well, they are. They're, they're heavy favorites to win the whole thing. So is it really fair to Boonholzer if he gets canned if they lose to the Nets? Well, you know what? I, I wrote that story for my website about two or three weeks ago, and then Sam Amick and a couple other guys put together a story on coaches on the hot seat. And uh, I think this is a very, very fascinating situation because I was told by multiple sources that Budenholzer wants an extension and the Bucks aren't giving it to him. So, you know, are they playing the waiting game? You know, who knows? But uh, that, that's going to be a situation well, worth watching. You also have Lazary in charge and – I, I'm I'm here to tell you I, I believe, and I have no inside sources or inside knowledge or nothing oh, like that. Yes, you do. No, I don't. <laughs> but I I think they're going to go get the guy running the Raptors to come run the Milwaukee Bucks. That's what I think he's going to do. That's going to be a splash you hire. Mean, mean as the GM? Yep. 
to come be president of basketball operations and run the whole thing. And then if he wants to bring in his own GM, so be it. If he wants to bring in his own head coach, so be that. Uh, and he's going to come in and run the whole thing. And Lazarus is going to be like, it's all yours. Do what you got to do. You got a championship with Kawhi. You know what you're doing. Do your thing. Okay, let me, let me ask you this. If you're Budenholzer, okay, yeah, and you want the extension and they're telling you no at this point, okay, do you want the extension if the Bucks do well? Or, you, or do, you, do you take the extension or do you move on? No, you take the extension and stay with Giannis for the rest of your career if you can. Because Giannis makes you relevant every year. You don't leave Giannis. I mean, that's stupid. I, I don't. I mean, I'm where glad, are you going to go glad, where you're guaranteed I'm, to well, be that? Well, let, let me tell you, tell you this too, Steve. I, I, I know this for a fact, but there are at least two very, very well-known coaches that are watching the Milwaukee situation very keenly. And if Budenholzer, you know, moves on or, or is bounced, these people are going to try to pounce on the Bucks job. So, uh, man, that, that, that's going to be just a, a very, very fascinating game. Mark Lazary, you just don't know. So, no, you don't. That's no. the one thing. You just I, I don't agree. know. You have no idea how he's going to play or if he's already got somebody in mind and he's moving on regardless. Like, we, yeah. we don't know. And, and you have to remember, Budenholzer wasn't his choice. Correct. Yes. Yeah. So. Well, I'm, I'm well aware. Yep. All right. There he is, Gary Wolfel. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Anytime, Steve. Good talking to you. You bet. You check him out, Wolfel's uh, pressbox.com. There he is, Gary Wolfel on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. I'm applying for a home renovation loan as you're feeling anxious. Breathe. Let Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of tranquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com. Rami Makhlouf is here, and he will tell us what's coming up on the Rami Show next. And we'll talk about my experience at Wrigley Field yesterday. Because he, he wants to hear my thoughts on all that I experienced. Because I've called that place the neighborhood dump forever and a day. Now the question is, is it still a dump? We'll talk about it next. Welcome back. It is Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fan, Steve Sparky Fiverr with you. Dan Plucker, executive producer, doing a great job as always. Vinny Rotino, tomorrow, first hour of the show on the Wendy's Big Show, 1035. And Eagle will join us in the second hour of the show, providing the Nets beat the Celtics tonight. So, I'm assuming that will happen. John McNamara, BadgerBlitz.com, will tell us about the horrible news out of Badgers recruiting coming up tomorrow at one thirty-five. Just horrible, horrible, horrible news. What happened? Um, uh, the rec- director of recruiting, Saeed Khalif, uh, who's been there for the last several years. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that this morning. Yeah, yeah. he's going to Michigan State, apparently. Hmm. Um, so, just, just horrible. Absolutely horrible. He's the third guy now in that recruiting department that they've lost, and he's the, the leader in charge. So Mel Tucker, Mel Tucker the uh, former Badger, uh, gets him to go to Michigan State, which is a huge get, I think, for Michigan State. We'll talk more about that with John McNamara at 135 tomorrow on the Wendy's Big Show. Again, thanks to Gary Wolfel for joining uh, me there in the last segment. Rami Makhlouf, uh went to Wrigley Field yesterday. Yes, you did. You were getting pictures? Yeah. Yeah. I got pics. Uh, Jackson, the pics uh, of little Jack five-year-old, for whatever the reason, mm-hmm. likes the Cubs. Um, and uh, had Smart. a little uh, Anthony Smart. Rizzo jersey mm-hmm. on. And uh, we got to go to the game, got some uh, tickets from uh, our boss, which mm-hmm. was nice of him to give mm-hmm. me tickets. And I had not been down there since they revitalized it. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Kay had been down there last with you. On a party bus, and they were in the middle of revitalizing. It was very it. early on, right? And she said, like the team the store was like in a tent, and yeah. it was a just a it was, it was under construction. Yeah, it was, it was a construction site. zone, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So she hadn't seen it since that point either. 
So we get down there, no traffic. Very happy about that. Really? No traffic. Wow. A Memorial Day, no traffic. So we get down there. I was like, all right, well, this is positive. So we get down there. We park in the parking lot a couple blocks away. And we walk over. Uh, and, you know, Mitch, the boss, he's giving us a tour about, ah, oh, this bar, that bar, and this store, oh, he and met that you store, down there. and all that. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. He met us at the parking lot where we parked. And then he walked us to Wrigley and showed us on the outside or whatever else. And then he had to leave. Uh, so then we did some shopping. Good tour guide? I think so, okay. yeah. I mean, I don't know. It was fine. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so then uh, we went to a couple stores, uh, and then we went inside eventually uh, and had good seats mm-hmm. uh, and watched the game, and the Cubs hit like five or six homers in the game, and Jackson was all a super excited. Game. Fernando Tatis hit one for, the, yes. for the, the older boy. Correct. Yep. Um, and the older boy was actually recording on Tatis when he hit the home run, so that nice. made it even better. Nice. So observations. Uh-huh. The first thing that happened just, was when we were walking around the outside. Just say you were wrong. The you're bro- taking way too long to get around to just saying you were wrong. I have about it five being minutes left in this dump. show. You're taking way too I long. I will take my time. To say I was wrong just listen. about Wrigley Field. Just, it's actually a beautiful place. I actually have things to say You here. were right, Rami. Yeah. I was wrong. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. So as, as Mitch is bringing us around, it's the older words. boy looks at me, Logan, and he goes. You're right. I was wrong. He goes, I'm sorry. Vegas, we have nothing like this in Milwaukee. As far as like the bars and all of that stuff, mm-hmm. I'm like, no. I said the closest thing to it is the Fear of the Deer District. Mm-hmm. As that, and they originally wanted to put this park downtown, um, and then have it kind of like with Potawatomi or whatever, and they got shot down, so it ended up back where the old baseball site was. So they can't even really do anything like that per se. So he really liked that aspect of it, and a lot of parks nowadays have that similar type of thing. The downtown as you thing. go around. Target Field in yes. Minneapolis is right in the middle right. of downtown. Cincinnati, their ballpark is marvelous. They have the Reds Hall of Fame, all these restaurants and bars surrounding it and stuff. That's that's my favorite stadium. But anyways, so so he was impressed by that. Uh, nothing I can do about that. Okay, fine, you're right. So they had the open green area, dads and sons playing catch with the baseball. I thought that was a cool little thing that they have there. Nothing mm-hmm. over the top, but it, mm-hmm. it's cool. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Whatever. See? Um, so that was a that was a pretty cool uh-huh. thing. Now, uh-huh. now we get inside. Uh-huh. Uh, a couple of different things it's here. Mecca. Just say it. Uh, what, what I liked was I go to get the, the 50-50 raffle. Uh-huh. $20 bill. Mm, can't do that. Why? Uh, you don't take cash. It's a 50-50 raffle. Mm, don't take cash. COVID, man. Okay, fine. Uh, so she goes, uh, so, you know. She, she goes, just you, be done with you, cash. You come to a lot of games? Uh, no, 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 definitely not. Uh, five-year-old, for some reason, uh, is a Cubs fan, so that's why we're here. First game. Oh, first game. Oh, well, why don't you go over to fan services? Um, and then after that, ask him about the other place you should go to. Okay. So I take Jackson over fan services. Mm-hmm. Got a pack of baseball cards. Ooh. That was kind of cool. Free pack? Free pack. Nice. So then she goes, oh, go down there to this this number here, 33, and over there, there's a, a whole booth for just first-time fans. At oh, I've heard about this. Yeah. Oh, okay. So we walk down to 33. Go, Sure enough, there's a little booth right there set up, yeah, yeah. and they give you a picture of, like, Wrigley at night, and then they put your name on it, the date, and then who the teams were that were playing or whatever else. So he has that, too. So I was like, okay, well, that's a pretty cool concept. That's a nod to the Cubs. I like that idea. Okay, fine. The actual concession stands, however... And you know my complaint about this. So you just have to find something to complain about. No, because I think this is where. Listen, listen, this is where this is where they're all going. So this isn't going to be a Wrigley thing. This is going to be every stadium in the country thing, right? I still don't fully understand what you texted me. You go up to the concession. This all works. You go up to the concession. Yeah. So they have signs, right? 
And it, the sign on the left of the concession stand says, credit debit, one cashier. That's it. So you stand in line with your credit or debit. Then it says mobile ordering. And there's like four or five signs. And those all have long lines, just as long as the credit debit line, all waiting in line. Sometimes I said, boy, this is really stupid. So what was happening was on the seat, it says how to do your mobile app. Okay. So you can either have it brought to you in some situations, or you have to go up there and get it, right? So if you have to go up there and get it, yes, you pay on your phone, but then you stand in line. Your food's not ready when you get there after you stand in line for 20 minutes to half hour. Once you get there, then they scan your phone to see what your order is. And then well, what is they, even the point? Man? That, if you're not right? making things easier and faster, what is even the point? No, so everybody's just standing there getting frustrated. People are pulling out cash. No, nope, no. Nope. They have signs clear as day. No cash. But people are upset that they can't use cash. Then people are standing in the line going, why did I do this? I could have just stand, stood in that line and paid on my card. Do you know why? Because they don't want to pay more people than they have to, folks. That's why. It's simple. Now I only got to pay one person to run the cashier. I can have anybody run food and put together food orders, but I trust one person. Even the person running the cashier's day should not have to be a rocket scientist because you can't, don't have to count money anymore. So it's put your card in that machine. Thank you. That's, that's literally all it is. I went to a Walmart down in Rantoul, Illinois, or somewhere in that area, and in Southern where? Illinois, by Champaign, Illinois, for a youth baseball tournament a couple of weeks ago. We stopped in. There was not one actual person running a cashier register. None. The entire store was all self-service checkouts, which I hate. If I go into your store and it's all self-service checkouts, odds are I won't be coming back much more after that because I like real people. Right? I I hate them. And in some situations at night in Oak Creek. You and I are all, so different. Like all the grocery stores, in some instances at night, it gets past like 9 o'clock. Like they all have some. So now you're screwed. Now you have to go to one of them. You're stuck. But that I hate that. I hate it. And what it's doing is it's driving out all the people that have jobs. So now instead of having four or five cashiers, now you have one person babysitting all of these damn things. So as people have problems, they have to go run around and try and fix them all. Yeah. That, I mean, that doesn't make a lot of sense. The way well, it makes a lot of sense for the business no, no, owner. I, I mean, saving a ton of you could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.